everybody, and welcome to the Deja View Podcast. We are talking about The Sopranos, uh, season 7. It's, well, 6B or 7. Doesn't really matter, does it, Travis? Absolutely not. We decided in the last episode of Deja Vu that we're not going to follow along with the man. No. And we're not We're not going to be referring to this as season 6B because we think that that's lame. It is lame. So we're, we're calling it season 7 of The Sopranos. The final season. The final season. The final and I will thing say, ever you'll see for The, the Sopranos. Well, there's still like six or what, five warm episodes, something like that. Um, I will say that starting off, first two episodes definitely felt more finale-ish yes. than all of last season. I think the first few episodes felt finale-ish. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of diverted. I think okay. this kind of follows along with that. Yeah. With those uh, a few episodes from the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah um, and even a bit introspective. Uh, the second one at least. Uh, about uh, maybe some anxieties of the creators. Thinking about the show's legacy. There's things you could read into that. I know mm-hmm. uh, Sepawal that's kind of what he, mostly he wrote about for the second episode. But let's talk about the first episode. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, man, it's, and, it, and again, like you said, it, these felt like the end and there are lines where it's definitely alluding to the end. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of this first episode. I know we, we kind of touched on it last season a bit, but a lot of it, I mean, the big event was Bobby and Tony's fight, and that's kind of, you know, it's the liftoff point for later on in the season when he has to kill Bobby. Or mm, That's not what happens. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, I don't think that's what happened. No, that's not what happens at all. Or Is that what you thought? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil anything. Or I mean, we're here to spoil things. It's fine. Uh, no, so I, I think... The payoff there is him making Bobby kill someone because he's not going to kill his brother-in-law, but he is going to be like, hey, well, now I'm going to – because he mentioned to him that he's never killed anybody before. He's never, you know, done that. And so now Tony's like, well, here you go. I'm now taking that from you. Mm -hmm. I'm now taking that fact from you to kill someone. So I think that's where it that's where it goes. That's what it was going towards. Uh, Bobby does die in the season, not from Tony. I must have just read something wrong at some point. That's all good, man. It's cool. That that'd be interesting. I wish I hadn't said anything so you would keep thinking that. And that'd be interesting. I'm assuming that I would have eventually read something else. Yeah. But whatever. Uh well, throws out a whole section of notes for me. Oh, really? You took a yeah. lot of notes on that? Well, let me hear them. Like, what was your, I think... Well, I mean, just the uh, creating rifts between Tony and Bobby in the first episode, yeah. and then creating rifts between Tony and Chris in the second episode, mm-hmm. which still holds that yeah, part. definitely, yeah. I mean, it's... But we've talked about that a lot, so that section of notes is also kind of irrelevant now. But whatever, let's move on. Uh, yeah, so... Pretty much at the beginning of the episode, Carmela says, is this it? Which is kind of a nice 
little <laughs> uh, nod to the crowd. Yeah, a little nod. Like, oh, yes, this is it. This is the last. This is this the is last the one. Final few episodes. And the the cops raid the place. It's a gun that they kind of a cheat. They He threw a gun after he had his conversation with Johnny Sachs, where Johnny Sachs gets arrested at the end of season five. And, mm -hmm. uh, and some kid found the gun and now the now it's uh two years later and he's apparently been pretty busy with that gun yeah yes and they they're putting him on gun charges which the fbi is not too happy about no they, they got real mad yeah. at that local sheriff or whatever but it ended up working out for him because then they just get to keep a, take over the case yeah and so they decide to have a little family vacation to uh lake house which i i enjoyed it was it was the most uh secession episode of the sopranos which doesn't make sense because that show was years after secession kind of does each episode in a different really nice location which mm -hmm. which i enjoyed it's like oh it's mm -hmm. it's a new change of scenery something yeah. sopranos doesn't really do but every anytime they do do a change of scenery uh it's pretty nice and it's very relaxing this episode we're in the lake. Yeah, I, I and I think that's what it's like intended to do mm -hmm. to like almost set up kind of how how lake vacations end up going a lot of times. A lot of drinking and arguing, and you're super stoked when you get there, yeah. and like you, you acknowledge how beautiful and how calming everything is, and the day goes on, and you're drinking, and you're around family, and there's more drinking, and then we're like, let's play, let's play a game, and then karaoke. some idiot. <laughs> Some idiot in the back is like, I, I've got Monopoly with me. And then we all think that's a good idea at the beginning. Everyone's got but different by the end, Yeah, by the end, we're all just screaming and mad yeah. at each other. Nobody likes to play Monopoly. Everybody likes the idea of Monopoly. Nobody actually likes playing Monopoly. Right. No, exactly. And uh, we get a nice Monopoly game between them, bringing up family stuff. They're all very drunk, or at least they're acting very drunk. I don't know if that mm -hmm. was very believable, honestly. <laughs> so uh, that, yeah, it was kind of over the top. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy Carmella doing karaoke, though. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I just I came off of a weekend of doing karaoke a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So I, I was able to identify this with comes this home, episode. This comes home. Yeah, it really, hit, it really hit home for me. It made me feel, it made me feel comfortable. Uh, look at my notes. We are missing one very important line of dialogue, but we can get to that at the end of this episode discussion. I think you know what I'm talking about. and uh, But we can talk about I, I, So this sort of kind of brings in the idea that even outside of New Jersey, the Soprano, pretty much the Soprano family can't escape it. They can't escape who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like these, both of these episodes kind of show that, <clears throat> you know, we've talked a lot about characters wanting to get away from the mob and get away from the life. Mm -hmm. But I think this episode illustrates, like, it's tough to get away from the mob, but it's even harder to get away from a soprano. Right. And, like, if you, if you decide or you just happen to be in their biosphere, or track you are going, beam, like you like to say. You know? Yeah, or their tractor beam. Once you're already in, you're caught by the tractor beam. And, like, they will affect your life in a negative way. Yes. it's. I mean, they just will. I don't know about that sister that's off on the side. She kind of, I think uh, she's away from it all. 
she's probably just like a normal drain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's a normal drain on people's lives. Whereas like Tony and Janice and uh, Livia and Johnny boy are all just the worst. They're the biggest drains on uh, people just in general. Yeah. Speaking of Livia, she, she kind of, she rears her head in these next, she in these do. two she episodes does. here for sure like she's been one of those characters that since she died she's the only character that's died that's had this lasting effect yeah for more than a season or two like like big pussy isn't really that big of a deal anymore Mm -hmm. like he's kind of tony's kind of over all that so is you know sill and polly appearance 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 wise or anything but like Livia has been skulking around the corners of this show, just like Johnny Boy has, even though he's never, we've never actually like, you know, had a, a real time of him in the fate or in the moment. But like she's been skulking around this corner, these corners, just popping her head out once every three, four, five episodes. And in this, like in these two, and in this one, like I think I've kind of come to the to the decision that they like tony is livia like tony yeah. is livia yeah this is the first time that i like i think i've always equated janice with livia janice is more tony. johnny janice has he that temper, she is you know yes a hundred percent and tony livia too but she's yeah tony tough. is the vindictive yeah. behind the scenes laying and wait uh type of person where you're totally right janice will flip out on you in the moment uh richie Richie. She told the story to Carmilla about that. Like that's what she was mm-hmm. alluding to, right? And about yep. how she I mean, just the, killed him. There's several things that like several tentacles from earlier episode or episodes that come up in this one. We've got uh the AJ slap. Yeah. Uh, we do. let's see, I've got a couple of things. What the White Caps house gets mentioned before they, they separated, and then the Richie thing. Like there's several ten- like tentacles from past episodes that Kind of came back around and got mentions or were a big plot point in this episode. Uh, I do like Bobby saying uh, that the Parker brothers put a lot of thought into this game and should and it should be played that way. <laughs> we all know that one person that just needs to follow the rules, yeah. don't we? It, they like they had all they did a lot of research. They got this thing under control. Um, I like thinking Bobby using a bow and arrow to uh, hunt deer is pretty, pretty cool. (laughs) And this is kind of a tentacle left over from Pine Barrens. And I didn't even think about that until just right now. I, I remember him talking about being a hunter and tracking and stuff. And like, he's apparently all about it. Tony is the most excited about getting a nice machine gun. Oh yeah. 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 They're also Bobby for, you know, always complaining about not having enough money has a pretty nice lighthouse and a pretty nice boat. He does. He does. I think they. Uh, I think that Bobby did say that that was a family lake house. Uh, but to yeah, maintain, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to maintain that sort of thing, I don't think that was a family boat though. That no. seemed a little, little more updated. I loved though the Tony and Bobby conversation out on the boat. Well, though. let's get to that when we're done, because that's we're starting to get the breadcrumbs to the ending. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is a very important conversation. Um, I don't know how much more there is. So, yeah, I, I think the vindictive thing comes with Tony. After they have their fight, Tony is pissed because he felt like he was at a disadvantage. And he didn't like being beat up by his brother-in-law. And so he 
on that boat, they did talk about how, you know, we mentioned this before, how Tony or how Bobby had not killed anybody. He was innocent, right? As innocent mm-hmm. as you can be in the mafia. I think Bobby's been the, like, the mob innocent. Yeah. You know, like, like Adriano was, like, our ad- mob-adjacent innocent. Right. Uh, Bobby is the innocent within. Yeah. And uh, finally loses that innocence in this episode. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful shot it was. as he as he came back yeah. and like <laughs> it was hilarious him bumbling out of the forest. Yeah. But when he comes back he's just and a he funny holds his, guy. he's he's a funky looking dude. Yeah. But holding his daughter, looking out over the That's, water, like again, just just wishing for something better, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, the line is, as you Sopranos go too far, that kind of sums up the, the whole whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone mentioned to build a wall for the foreigners. I, yeah, I, I did, I I did hear that. that. Yeah, yeah for the, a northern wall, too. Northern, northern wall. wall. Get all the Canadians um, out of here. Yeah. Uh, okay, the Carmela v. Janus argument yeah. at the lake. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, that was interesting. You don't get to see Carmela pull rank too much. She's done like it a she, couple times with with uh, Janice, but yeah. Yes, in in you know like it made it was very similar to like Janice's real conversation she has with Bobby right after the fight. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, yeah. man? Yeah. Like, what in the act? He's the boss of the family, and then Carmela kind of pulling queen bitch stuff like. Bobby took a pot shot at him. Yeah. He should not have done that. We all know he should not have done that. Yeah. And just, you know, it, I, I I always like it when Carmela decides to just drop all pretenses that she's unaware of all of this and just comes out and right. does some mob gangster mob shit, you know? And like, like yeah, it. and Janice is trying to insinuate that, oh, I bet, you know, uh, Tony's hit you or done this to you or tony's done this right. and she kind of comes out it's like nope it's never what are you trying to get at you know what are you trying to say right now right and that doesn't happen in our house you know and it, it really i mean we saw one time where he like pushed her but she was attacking he's him he's never punched her he's never rare back anything yeah that you felt weird about. if there's one thing that we can commend tony on is he's not a, really a wife beater no he's definitely I mean, he did. He's Gloria. a wife intimidator. Yeah, and Glory did kind of beat her. Yeah, and she was. Uh, it sounds weird to say she was asking for it, but she actually was. She was trying to do death by. She was trying it. to do death by suicide or death, death by, by cop. De- by cop death thing by here. death by gangster. Yeah, I think she was trying to, and that's weird to say. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it is a weird for, thing to say. It is. Uh, she found a guy that would probably be more willing to do it than most. Yes. Uh, we can all we can all come to agreement on that, but it's hard to put on his ledger completely. Too. Right, he's not Ralphie, right? No, he's not Ralphie. No, where like is, once you put a name on her, then you can beat beat that bitch as much as you want. No, that That's was Richie, but you're right, Richie, Ralphie, Ralphie, Richie, 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 Ralphie are both pretty. Literally, bad. same thing. Same thing. Same effing guy. <laughs> Ralphie was just a lot more interesting. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. A uh, better actor too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't realize he was bald. I thought that was just a wig. I thought that was just real hair. But he's bald in real life, right? Or he would have been Ralphie? bald back then. Yeah, that guy was bald. Bald. He was bald in the Matrix. Yeah, 
I think that guy what like is bald though. I think I don't know. Well, now he's definitely bald, but back now then. I'm thinking I don't know that I've seen. I feel like he's a, a hat guy. Yeah, he's definitely a hat in guy. in real life. Yeah, like I think he wears like a oh, not a, a beret, fedora, but beret. a beret yeah. golf hat type situation. Mm-hmm. Him and Tony probably switch hats, trade hats. <laughs> they probably used to have like the same, same hat, hat guy. guy. All right. Yeah, they had the same hat guy. I want guy. a hat guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. be awesome. <laughs> Here's your hats. Got your new hats. So it looks like the uh, FBI is kind of closing on the Sopranos a little, or Tony a little bit here, right? A little bit. Uh, but, I mean, the lawyer, the lawyer there to dispel anything, anybody's thoughts that tony's going to end up in prison at the end of the, all of this saying if uh if they had what they wanted then we wouldn't be having this conversation right. over the phone just to let you know that over these seven seasons that we've been visiting with old tony soprano the fbi really is not a threat no now the real threat is the family right and let's get to Mock the family. ending of, or let's get to the conversation on the boat where uh they're kind of talking about where this leads. You either are mm-hmm. in prison or you're dead. And mm-hmm. which they ta- Tony's had several conversations throughout the series yes. about like, like that. Yes. Now Bobby says something very interesting here. And he says Okay. He says, You probably don't even hear it when it happens, right? And mm-hmm. like uh, as far as like dying or 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 being murdered by by the right. you know being shot, uh, yep. which is kind of a clue as to maybe what they're trying to do. I honestly, not to like blow our ending load, I I think it it it. I think every answer is right when it comes to the ending. I don't think there's a right answer. I I think every answer is is right. There's not one answer, but I think it's gonna be fun to discuss it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's gonna be fun to look at the clues anyway. It's even yeah. though like. I, I think they intended it to be as vague and open as possible so you can make your own determination for what it is. Oh, I think these first two episodes in the season lay the breadcrumbs for the finale yeah. and what happens at the end of the finale. I mean, you've got this and got, uh, the dinner with Syl. That, I mean, that uh, yeah. that's almost a... Re- that's a recreation in my mind. Yeah. That's going to be a recreation of the last scene of The Sopranos. Take whatever that dude's name jerry or whatever yeah. jerry with a g and puts tony in that seat and that's i mean for me that's going to be the finale that like i've not seen it i know what happens okay you've not seen it that's, at all no i mean i've seen it you okay. know like i've seen the final scene yeah. but i've never watched the full episode okay. or anything like that uh so i know what happens and i know like what the deal is and i've known the scene for a long time but that's going to be my determination is that that scene with sill is basically what happened yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, we can talk about that episode now. And interesting, Sepinwall on the second episode was kind of talking about how this episode was almost the uh, writers looking back. Like it was a self-reflective episode. The most self-reflective episode of the series. Uh, he was saying things like... Um, like, like, the, like the line, well, anyone remember us fondly after we di- well, were dead? Or we're dead like so johnny Sachs is dying of cancer right now mm-hmm. and he says things like uh, w- what will they remember me by and that's like the creators like asking will anyone remember the show fondly after it's gone you mm-hmm. know and uh and 
com- you know, they had the premiere of uh, the movie. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Cleaver. <laughs> Cleaver. Which is awesome. And, uh, you know, they're mentioning things like, oh, all people want now is blood. And, and it's and it's sort of an introspective thought of like, is was this show just violence and blood mixed in with some psych, you know, pseudo intellectual bullshit? Uh, was that the show the whole time, or were the harshest critics right? There was a lot of like introspective things within the show or within this episode that allude mm-hmm. to that. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I find uh. I find Johnny Sack and his story to be sort of the, uh, apart from when he was boss, I guess, because he, you know, he was trying to be a boss. But really, that character has almost been sort of like the viewer's, how like the viewer might handle a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a good mirror, a good antithesis of, of of Tony for a lot of this, and it makes sense that that representation would be much more reflective on these sorts of things. Kind of like the writers that wrote the characters would be. Uh, It makes a lot of sense that with the way this show uses imagery and uses uh, uh, representation this way, uh, that makes a ton of sense that that they would kind of be commenting on their own legacy within the show. Yeah, 100%. And uh, even, or I guess, speculating about their own legacy is probably a better way to put it. Right. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of, especially with the Cleaver stuff, and uh, you know, we could talk about this sort of extra, extra level and sort of the surface level of the episode. But yeah, like with, uh, I love the 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 scene with Little Carmine where I think his daughter was like, "Oh, I noticed the, uh, the." What was like the what was it? Oh, it was like the crucifix and the uh, it was like a vaudevillian thing hanging on the uh, the wall, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then he has some like really stupid answer like, oh yeah, it's a joke. It's some dumb metaphor that an idiot like him would think of, but <laughs> it's just like, and it's like, is that what people think about the show, right? Uh, in that time sure. period, in that time. Like the harshest critics, is that what they think about it? Is is it really just the surface level bullshit? Is it just a bunch of violence with some psychology in in there just to be pretentious? Uh, it's it's kind of fascinating that there's if you interpret it that way. I mean, I I didn't I I actually read this in Sepinwall's book. I didn't come up with this myself, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's interesting uh, to be that self reflective, right? Uh, with yeah. something like that, yeah. I mean, I get. I mean, the thing about those sorts of deal things is that it, it's 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 an opinion. So, like, what one person gets out of it, it might be that this is a very this show is extremely pretentious and it's mostly just a violent mob show that uh, pretends to be this high minded uh, new age TV show when it's actually just you know what we've seen before. I tend to not think that way about it. Especially as you know, with tw- looking back at it with twenty twenty eyes, the uniqueness of the show. Yeah. I don't think anything like this has really been recreated, and we're clearly all still talking about it. So their fears didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. And and uh, that comes to the line 
and I like this line a lot. The like the only tender moment between Tony and Chris, where Tony goes to Chris and says, uh, "Hey, you made a movie. No one can take that away from you." And that's maybe sort of the end staple or the 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 period on maybe the conclusion that creators have of the show is that hey, mm-hmm. who cares? You made something, and that's going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I found the whole Cleaver uh, movie thing, like it, when they first introduced it, I didn't really enjoy yeah. it. And then the second time it came back, I thought it was pretty lame. Well, it's but supposed to be lame. I, no, I know that. Yeah. But like, l- like real lame. Yeah. Like, didn't, didn't really like want to watch it. No, exactly. But in this episode, I felt like it paid off. So now I can't be yeah. real too, I can't be too mad about it being in there. I think it paid off really well. Like the movie itself and like how it plays out in this episode is like a perfect, it's a perfect metaphor for Tony, like in the wake that he leaves and not understanding his role yeah. in like how we got where we are. Like Carmela, first of all, he doesn't get that this is him. No, <laughs> he does not. He absolutely doesn't get it all. He's like, oh, well, he uses the basement thing. Yeah. Clever. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but it takes Carmela pointing a few things out. And it takes... And then Melfi, like, going and talking it out himself with Melfi. It takes Christopher getting the writer to... I think yeah. I don't think he would have had... Or would have come to the conclusion if Christopher hadn't sent his writer friend over there. No, I also that like... snapped yeah. it in his head. I also right like there. in the premiere how the director doesn't get to speak. And the writer's tries not even to. mentioned. No, no, not it's even this Goomba mob deal the whole time. <laughs> That's all it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like, I, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I love that the uh, the lesser but Baldwin brother is the star. <laughs> yep, and, yeah, uh, which makes it like a little bit more playful. Yeah, uh, I think, and and it's funny as the the biggest name in the episode is like a no name character because Shooter McGavin right. is like. I didn't know if that exactly. was like supposed to be him, or like the, the actor or not. But no, he's just a guy who is now uh, Chris's sponsor. Yeah, it's- and what's <laughs> crazy about that guy, and I, I, I wonder. Let's see, this had to be what is this? Two thousand seven. So yeah, I that mean, this is like ten years. Yeah, yeah, this is like ten years post Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and like, uh, he was in Thelma and Louise. Like he's recognizable. It, He's a character. He, yeah, he recognizable yeah. is a recognizable, perfect yeah. way to describe him. Yeah, uh, because I can't name another character he's ever. I couldn't been, name you. But, what, I can't tell you what his name is, but I'll say, oh, the Shooter McGavin. That's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah, his. I think his Twitter handle my is Shooter, Shooter McGavin. McGavin. Yeah. If I were him, that would be my Twitter 100%, handle. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. That that and they do that a lot. You know, like where they'll just have Matt. Okay, Matt Matt Weiner makes uh, yeah. another appearance as the mob expert or the mafia expert in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's another. I got a couple of fun facts about Ooh. the movie. Ooh. A couple of fun facts. So you remember the keychains that were hand, hanging in the in the rear view? Yeah. One of those was uh one of the gifts a keychain that Furio gave to AJ uh, when he came back from Italy. Yeah. The second thing, HBO actually released a behind-the-scenes mockumentary <laughs> of Cleaver. I kind of want to watch. I really want to watch that. <laughs> and I think it's on. I think I read it was on. It's like on the DVD. Okay, like it's on the DVD set. Oh man, I would love. I, you could probably find it on YouTube, honestly. I'm sure you could. I'm sure. I'm sure that you could. I I I thought that was hilarious. Oh, 
Well, like behind, they have. Oh man, that'd be. That's there's and there's there's interviews with the actor, like the actors. You know what I mean? Like yeah. of the, Chris is in it. I think Lil Carmine is in it. I just said yeah. Lil I'm looking Carmine. at it now. Yeah, making Cleaver the Sopranos featurette. All right, I'll watch <laughs> that after this. It's eight minutes long. No, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's what I'm watching after this. It's the first <laughs> thing on YouTube. I think there's a like one. Yeah, yeah. First thing on YouTube. Look that up. Awesome. That's genius. Awesome. That's genius. I don't know why. I, I love movies within movies, though. That So, the, like, yeah. Well, people in movies love mo- movies about movies. They do. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Did have uh, Agent Harris yeah, poking his head back in. Terrorist organization guy. He's basically there to remind us that terrorists are still a problem and that Tony has a friend on the inside. Just okay, so who is he stuff. talking about? He's talking about Saeed's friend. I'm pretty sure because okay. I think they, I think they've got some stuff that happens before the end of the series. Okay, I don't remember that then. I all I really remember now, going forward, is the final episode. A couple things. I'm not going to ruin anything since you haven't seen it, but I know someone dies. I know, I know Christopher gets his nose held. I know Bobby mm-hmm. dies eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. That's all I really know. So I don't know. Like, I know most of who dies. I just don't know how and when. You know what I right. mean? <clears throat> Although I did read in one of my summaries today uh, the episode of when Chris dies. So I know I, I'm when not that sure exactly. I forgot when that happened. So that's going to be a surprise for me. I know he was in the screen grab for the epi- two episodes prior to the finale. Yeah. So he makes it at least that far. Yeah, I don't see him dying. And I assume like that it's again. one of the last two, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, It might be second to last because Bobby dies in the, right. the second to last one. Okay. Um, I found the doc. I'm just kind of cleaning up notes at this point. Uh, the doctor that Johnny, I was, um, or not doctor, the former doctor, the, the orderly, uh, yeah, who had an awesome story. Not awesome as in no, like that was ass, pretty, uh... but like, but like awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I liked that guy. Yeah, that he was, was... Pollock. Yep, yeah. yep, very similar right to too. Really, yeah. wow. So that was very similar to when Tony was in the hospital yeah. and he had an, an old man guide as well. Yeah. Old man guide. Uh, yeah. Yeah. An old man guide. Uh, I like that. Uh, let's see here. We missed this from the last episode, but I did want to bring it up when Chris <laughs> calls Tony oh, yeah. to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, that along kind of like falls into this with the Melfi conversation yeah. that Tony has where you know, he's lamenting about this kid and how he... This is one of the few times we actually see Tony cry. Yeah. Uh, he's lamenting about how he's treated him like a son, his, how his dad was his mentor, and no matter what he does, how hard he tries, how much he does for him, he just does, he's not getting the love back. Completely not acknowledging all of the antagonizing he's done with his, his uh, substance recovery. Mm-hmm. The rumors about Adriana, which he absolutely would have executed on, 
uh, any of the things, just the, just being, just dragging Chris into this whole thing. Um, well, just like the movie, you know, like not acknowledging his own role in what's going on around him. Well, even in that first episode, he was kind of talking to Bobby about, Hey, I had some other guy that was going to be the guy and I kind of want to make you the guy. Bobby definitely knows who he's talking about, right? Or is Bobby that un- unaware? I bet you he could assume who it is, right? Because like it seems like all of the big dudes have kind of a number two man, yeah. like a, a protege, like a crony. Protege, a protege yeah. is probably a better well, way Phil to put it. Phil had a protege in this that got shot up. Phil, yeah, and I thought his protege was the crony because yeah. you know who I'm talking about when I refer to crony. I'm talking about cross-eyed. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's bug eye guy, man. Yeah. The little short man, yeah. little, little little Napoleon syndrome yeah. boy over there. Um, they all seem to have a dude, so I just kind of assumed that everybody was like on the up and up and knew about it. Yeah. But Tony was making it sound like nobody I, knew that Chris was his man. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's the thing. Is he? I think he was grooming Chris maybe to be the man. Right. Right. And yeah. He, yeah. he started to feel like that's not going to be a good call. And so now Bobby is the one he can trust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question about that. So we talked about it in the last episode how Tony had told Chris that the plan was for him to slowly start cutting back and for Chris to be the main point of contact for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that never really materialized. No. Now, do you think it never materialized because Chris is actually failing at what Tony needs him to do? Or is this just another Tony Soprano, like, reality versus expectations type sort of situation? Probably both. Maybe Tony's Probably just, both. It's not in his nature to hold back, too, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of contributing to his... Like, a lot of the reasons why he feels Chris isn't achieving the things that he wants him to are... I mean, a lot of it is due to Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is... It's just an interesting... I mean, it just goes back to the whole... Uh, you know, the big thing that we talk about throughout a lot of this is Tony believing that he's the victim in a lot of his situations when he's clearly not the victim. He's bringing it's his mother. much. It's his, yeah, he's his mother. Exactly. Yeah. He's his mother. I can't believe it took me until this long <laughs> to like fully click it in that he's definitely his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, man. Uh, the, well, the last scene I thought was well done. Like kind of the last, probably the last moment of, Chris and Tony having a semi-decent relationship. Uh, but knowing that the gap between them has never been wider and is going to continue to get wider as we move into the end game is also a really uh, daunting thing. I have a hard time, I guess, also with Chris just because I don't feel like he's been that sympathetic of a character no, for quite a while. So it's it'd be different if like he had... If he had killed Chris that first time when we thought he was going to kill him, he takes him out to the field yeah. and d- does that number with him. I think it would have, we would have felt a lot more sorry for Chris. And this isn't a criticism of the show. This is just like a, a you know, ca- no, sure. thinking about that character. Um, but now knowing what we just like a lot of the characters, the deeper we've gotten, the less we feel sorry for them and find them sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And you almost feel once we like, I mean, we're at the point and have been for seven, eight, nine, ten episodes. We're like, when Tony does catch one, no one is gonna ever 
be sad about. No one's gonna be feel sorry about. Yeah, it, you know, it, like he clear he deserves whatever he gets. Yeah, but it's also it. You know, I I was reading some things on David Chase talking about the finale, and he kind of mentions that we've been watching this guy for seven seasons, and we've mm-hmm. been rooting for him, mm-hmm. and now we want him to see him die. It's a little right. messed up. Hey, check check notes on Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, like they were able to execute that in a very similar fashion where you, Though, you know, you have this. Yeah. Similar, not the same. No. Yeah, yeah. Not the same. Similar. Uh, I think there's you more have of a, a change than Tony. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, to where, like I said, similar, right. not the same. Right. Where like, Walt divulges, and I think Tony's doing some of that right now, where he's kind of falling from, you know, wherever grace may start for Tony Soprano. But like, whereas Tony, whereas uh, Walter White starts, you know, at level ten and falls all the way to level zero, uh, we watch the fall of him. Whereas Tony, we're just kind of watching the end. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, we're just watching the end. But they've done. They did a really good job of setting him up as a not sympathetic, but he's your guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's the ultimate badass, ultimate uh, cool, talk- cool yeah. guy. We've talked about it several times. You can have an anti-hero just as long as he's still the smartest, right. uh, smartest in the room, yeah. the strongest in the room, and he's been able to do that and be that for seven or six seasons. But on the seventh. You, everybody's checks must come due at some point. Right. And like, or you end up with like the walking dead where you're in this perpetuity of just creating content to create content. Like this show kind of started the end date theory of TV. Yeah. Where you kind of pick an ending. It's not canceled. It's just, we're done. Right. Like before, before this, before, you just you didn't end no. successful shows right. like you just didn't do that. I mean, it it lasted until Lost. Lost was probably not the last one. It was but probably like, the most probably famous one network TV most was. You know, prominent that like because that was net that was the, network TV or basic cable. I don't know what ABC is. What is that? I always get confused. It's network. Yeah, it's That's network network TV. That's uh, right. They don't do that on network. Now HBO is different. It's subscription. They'll they can do whatever the fuck they want. Network TV right. does not do that. No, and network TV is typically not as uh, serialized right. either. Sopranos is not the most serialized show no. in the world, but it's enough to where you and you know you need an end date. And I mean, if anything, that might be its lasting legacy—the anti-hero and just having a freaking full-ass plan of a beginning, middle, and yeah. end of your story. Because. Man, where would we, where would we be? Maybe we would have gotten all of Game of Thrones. We had to shoehorn that one in to the sixty third episode or whatever we're on. Uh, but like, maybe things would have been different, and we may it may have taken longer to get to this point. You, you never but, know with all those kind of scenarios. Um, yeah, yeah. Eventually, there, there we would have made have been, it. If Sopranos never existed, you wouldn't have gotten Breaking Bad. You wouldn't have gotten Mad Men. You wouldn't have gotten all those shows. No, yeah. uh, tons, tons of st- just the shot that they took on this show, and maybe you would have, but it would like they would have been on AMC, but nobody really, really give a yeah. shit about AMC, just like they did before Breaking Bad or before Mad Men. You know, like 
uh, if this show, if, if they did come out, maybe they don't get the same attention just because everybody was so stoked on Sopranos and that that type of show. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a five, ten year period there where like every single new show was anti-hero. Yeah, they're oh, on definitely. bikes this time. No, now they're part of a drug gang. You know, like it was the same thing. And, you know, I, I forgot where I read this, but uh, did you ever see the movie Network? Network. Yeah. Uh, who's in it? Oh, man. A uh, bunch of people. It was like movie from like 1970 or 1960 something. It's, I've heard about it's it. It's a I, really I don't good know if movie. It. And uh, pretty much it's a guy who starts going on TV and just uh, like kind of saying the truth, but in like a very crazy kind of insane way. And it gets him mm-hmm. a lot of ratings. And he mentions how like TV nowadays, it's all feel good. It's trash. It's trash. Uh, everything ends with it all wrapping up and being happy at the end. It's all happy at the end. No one dies and this, you know, no one dies in the hospital. I forgot what show. It's all very old shows. Uh, mm-hmm. no, you know, no one gets cancer at the Archie Bunker house. Like, things like that. Uh, that's, like, right. one of the lines. And that's sort of... The whole movie... The whole movie is a bleak look at TV. And it gets most of it right. But what it did not... And, like, prediction-wise, most of it right. Like, the sensationalization of news and stuff like that. What it didn't mm-hmm. get right was television. And television became more sophisticated and it told better stories and it didn't have to end with the hero living or the hero doing well. It told stories just as good as film did. And I think Sopranos mm-hmm. started that. Uh, it, it told these stories that were not happy endings and they, they were, you know, the hero doesn't save the day and people do die and people get cancer and people do, you know, go away and things aren't wrapped up nicely. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, you know, started that. Oh, I mean, this last episode in, in particular, I mean, every single and death is a huge, huge theme in this in this yeah. show, but just like in this last episode, the theme of that death is coming and it's coming for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's pretty it looms pretty large. Mm-hmm. And like that's probably a commentary on the show itself that death comes for everything and there's an end date for this show. And uh, it's here. Just the like, I feel like those first two episodes were specifically to just like put you in the moment. This is it. This is it. Yeah. We're we're wrapping this thing up. It should feel like we're wrapping this thing up. It should feel like some of these relationships and some of these characters are nearing their end because they are. Um, it's, it's you know the legacy that this show has has left is like it's larger than it's larger than you can even really know like the impact that the the butterfly effect from beginning to end of sopranos and how it's affected the tv shows that we watch now you know it's uh it's super super fascinating to kind of watch it play out for the first time for me yeah uh and i'm I'm excited to see how the details run out yeah 100 percent, man uh it's been good for me too because i kind of got into a a mindset the last like however so many years I me mean, it's been a while since i watched it for the first time and it's that mindset of like it wasn't really that great what it wasn't just a mob show that a bunch of you know bros like now because it's mob mm-hmm. and wasn't really that good uh then but you rewatch you're like oh no this this is 
better than I even remember. You know, it's right. yeah, it's there's a reason why people still talk about it and people still put it as their number one show ever. I think they do things in such uh, simple, easy to like digest yeah. ways that it it makes it a show that you can kind of forget how good. I mean, I when the first time I watched it, I watched first three seasons, didn't come back to it because I kind of forgot how yeah. good it was. You know, like it's an easy show to to forget how awesome yeah. it is because it is told in such easy ways and to you can consume. Watch it on many different kinds of levels. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. look through. You my can notes. watch. Yeah. yeah, I think I I think I hit all of mine. Uh, just a uh, few things like uh, AJ has kind of gone back to his old ways a little bit. His girlfriend's pissed at him. We don't know why though. Um, I guess uh, Meadow has broken off with Finn. As she's starting to head back to the nest yeah. and kind of move towards her future as a, a blue collar lawyer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think she she will not be a housewife like Carmela, but she's you know maybe not going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, uh, Polly would talk in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is the guy that answers his cell phone. Yeah. And they, they nailed Polly. Like all yeah. the things that he does, like that person would definitely yeah. do. Uh, we have Geraldo, which I thought was cool. Geraldo was uh the guy doing the interview. The the you know who Geraldo is, right? Is that the mustache yeah, guy? Yeah, mustache guy. Okay. He, uh, okay. Famously opened El Capone's vault and nothing was in there. Oops. Um, that was sort of a didn't weird. He, did, did he also maybe try to dig up Hoffa? He and, might you know, have, yeah. He no, that's wasn't what it was. There. Yeah. The Hoffa thing was the vault of Al Capone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. The Phil stuff at the end. We could talk about that. So the you mean when he was big mad about Ellis Island turning him into a Leotardo? You could just change your name again, man. Right, you like if it, it. it was like he all of a sudden that week yeah. got real mad about that. Like, yeah, and you know what else those fuckers did to us when we got here? They changed me into a Leotardo. Like we're dancers or something. Easily change that, man. Just go and just get put it, it in there. George DiGiani did it five times, right? No joke. Uh, like, he didn't even legally do it most of the time. He just told everybody he wasn't Dijon yeah, anymore. There were some funny lines, like, uh, you know who Leonardo da Vinci is? Oh, he wrote the Da Vinci Code? That's funny. <laughs> and somebody was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, the, the wife, who's the big uh, Christian, is like, that's oh, a horrible book. Uh, and then, uh, I, then I did like the girl going, uh, why do they change it to Leotardo? And he goes, because they're stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, so yeah, now, now sense. he's he's about ready to, you know, step up because that's his whole deal. Is he didn't want to, you know, take charge, but now he's like he's mm. pissed. Phil is pissed, and he's Phil's gonna always start too. killing some people. Yeah, and he was ready to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Do we ever get in? Like, what was the deal on on his dude getting killed? His brother or. Uh, no, not not the his his protege that was gonna be the boss. What's his deal on that? Yeah, like wh- why was he killed? Who killed? Oh, him? Um, do we ever uh, get information they, on that? I think Sepawal wrote why. I I didn't really get that. Um. Oh, one more thing we we should talk about too is the lunch between uh little Carmine and Tony where. Yeah. The whole idea of the show is can Tony change? And then little Carmine kind of, you know, like, he's, he's such a dolt, the whole fucking series, but he has, like, the 
maybe the most wise thing ever ever said mm-hmm. on this show was the whole yeah. idea that like you know he had a dream about his father and it, like a box that had nothing in it and then his wife says that she doesn't want to be the most richest widow and so he's like mm-hmm. yeah i took a step back i'm not gonna doesn't want to do this mob shit anymore and that's sort of what we all want tony to realize right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and which we thought he was on the verge of doing two three seasons yeah. ago but uh not so much maybe now. yeah no i thought that was i thought that was great yeah i thought that was great and that and like little carmine has at he's He's pretty much since he dipped out of the uh, Johnny Sack fight, like it's been pretty clear he has absolutely no intentions of wanting to be a boss. No, like the reason, the whole reason why he quit was because it was like, man, this sucks. Yeah. There's a lot. I want to go back to Miami. I'm trying to judge more bikini contests. <laughs> Make some movies. Not, <laughs> not right. Make movies. I am not trying I, to get mixed up in these folks. I enjoy him. He, he's a good comedic relief. You he's know? really good. He's he plays the like kind of like dumb idiot yeah. that just kind of lucked into a bunch of money perfectly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why he got killed. Um, I'm not really seeing it. I don't remember there being an explanation, and it may we may not have it yet. Mm. But I know people close to Phil keep getting killed. Yeah, yeah, he's Old still Leotardo. pissed about Tony B. Yeah, he's real mad about that, that and that's pretty. But yeah, yeah, that is, that was his brother. Carmine's kind of kind of the blame for stoking that fire again. Yeah, he did that in the first uh, episode. Or no, last season, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, last, last season. season yeah. It was last season. Because they had a deal all worked out. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, okay. Car- Silvio Surreal Mob hit, uh, apparently incited by New York underboss Doc Santoro, or Dan Conti, that kills Gary, or Jerry the hairdo. So, yeah. Uh, do you know who that is? Doc Santaro or Don Dan Conti? No. Yeah, I don't know. Dan I, I, Conti. I think there's just, like, now strife going on with New York because there's an opening. Yeah. that That's kind of what I what I assumed was this kind of a power play type thing. Yeah. Because it dropped, like, it went from, like, Johnny, Johnny being arrested with Phil as the acting boss to Johnny confessing. So Phil's technically the acting boss, but like we really think he's the boss. And then Phil has a heart attack. So now we don't really have a boss. And then Phil comes back and he's like, "Ah, I don't want to be the boss. So now we have this Jerry guy coming in. And man, fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. (laughs) Fuck Jerry. Now he's fuck Jerry. I want to be boss. Now Jerry's dead and Sil's got blood on his face. Yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, we, I think we talked about scene. it, right? Where it just the yeah. audio went out and didn't even hear it until mm-hmm. after it happened. Like a high screech sound, yeah. and then a shot. That was great. It's good stuff. It was good. Stuff. Really good stuff. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Good. Good two episodes. I think we're back into the good stuff we after some extension at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. I think we're back into the thick of it. More focused. More focused. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed these two, and we'll talk about the next two next week, Travis. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Sopranos for, for, for now. We'll be back later. Bye-bye. Bada-bing. Bada-bing.